When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beyond the Fairways with PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions along with Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. A reminder that if you love our podcast, go back and listen to some of the great guests that we have had. Tom Watson, David Faraday, Gary McCord, and the list goes on. Who am I missing, Jay? We got a bunch. Oh, we had we had Andy North. We had uh, Curtis, Curtis Strange. Strange. We had Lee Trevino, Tom Watson. Uh, Dottie Pepper was really, really fun. Um, we had uh, Joe Scavrin, who got a lot of airtime last week at the at uh, L.A. Country Club. It was really great to see uh, Tom and Kim play so well. So we had some great guests and a lot more to come. Scavrin, of course, the former caddy for Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Boy, he sleeps on the lead for three straight nights, and then Sunday hit. Really wasn't the same player, was he? No, Danny, he just didn't have it. You could tell almost <clears throat> he looked tentative with his putting, and and that's one of the hard things when you're – this is what's interesting about golf, and I don't know why this is. All of your irons, when you're really jacked up, your irons, your driver, everything goes further. Your putter comes out soft. It's almost like every putt you hit, you have to almost try to stay a little more aggressive. And I don't know why that is, but that is a hundred percent what happens. And look, he's never won a major, but Ricky's won a lot of big events. He's won the Players Championship. He's won Wells Fargo, which is down at Quail Hollow, which is a great venue. So he's won a lot, a lot of money. He's been there before. I was rooting for him. I wanted Roy to win, too, to be honest with you. And he's so popular. Both guys are, Rory McIlroy yep. and, of course, the aforementioned Ricky Fowler. Our guest on this edition of Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions, Ryan French. Twitter influencer in the game of golf. He's really a golf junkie, and we talk about how much we love the game of golf. This guy really loves it because he's covering the mini tour. He's covering the the corn ferry. He's in tune with what's happening on the PGA, but he's all over the place, and guys gravitate towards him. They just absolutely love him. Oh, they absolutely do. Whether To your point, whether it's the PGA Tour, whether it's PGA of America, whether it's a some little random event in a cornfield in Indiana, this guy comes up with, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Danny, he had a scorecard with someone that shot a 26. I want to get into qualified. that. Yeah, and, and so... Um, yeah, he he's um, he's a great guy. I've been following following him, and I just reached out to him randomly, and he was he was he's he's I can't wait to talk to him. Let's ask you about Monday qualifiers. People hear about oh. that, but let's get into it a little bit. How tough are they? And you're talking about you know hundreds of guys going for just a handful of spots for a potential tournament. Those can be awfully tough, right? So, Danny, when you first get your PGA Tour card, you get a, a number from the qualifying school. You know, so back in the old days, they gave out fifty cards, and you had a number between one and fifty. My first year, I had number twenty-four, 
which is crazy because it's my dad's number. It's my favorite number. Anyway, but for certain tournaments like the LA Open, my number didn't come up. So I went down to this armpit in Southern Cal and tried to qualify. So check this out. There, This is back in the day, so 1985. They have so many. They only charged $100 to get into this qualifier, and they didn't vet anyone. So anybody with $100 could try. They had so many people enter, Danny, that the four spots had to be separated into two courses. They had over 400 people playing. I played with a guy. One guy was a fireman, and the other guy, I don't know what he did for a living, but he's like, yeah, no, I figured for 100 bucks, I might as well just come out here and play. And I'm like, really? What? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's just brutal. So I, I can tell you, I had an afternoon tea time. We were playing at Los Serenos at an afternoon tea time. So I teed off at like 1245, and there were two 65s and a 64 in already. And I hadn't hit a shot yet. So I knew that if I shot seven under, the best I was going to be in, because there was only two spots per course. So the best I could do would be a playoff, three guys for one spot. Wow. I didn't, I didn't shoot 65. But Danny, what they've done in the past is that now they've vetted this system out. They also charge $400 to play, and it's weeded people out, and there's qualifying to get in to these qualifiers. But Ryan was, um, uh, and I want to talk to him about this. So there's a, a separate qualifier for the corn for each corn ferry event. And then and, your mini tours too. Right, and for mini tours. And so I remember caddying for a buddy that needed to try to get a Monday spot for a corn ferry event because I was uh, going back and forth between the regular tour and the and the it was called the buy.com tour at the time or the Nike tour at the time but same thing as corn ferry and he said hey man if you're you're gonna be in town why don't you caddy for me on Monday I said no yeah no no problem let's go let's get you in so um uh, he's teeing off at around Oh, and, and Danny, I don't know any of these players that are playing it. They're all young. They're all hungry, sleeping in the cars, doing whatever they're doing. And he's teeing off at about 1130. You know, so he's doing going through his warm-up, so I'm getting things ready. I go over look at the scoreboard. Now there's six spots, and there's a 63, a 64, and I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. You know, so, Danny, we play nine holes. in the holes. morning. I know. We play nine holes. And after nine holes, I go over there. There's two 63s. There's two 64s. And there's a bunch of 65s. And we just shot two under. Wow. We didn't play poorly. But he's like, what's it look like? I'm like, let's go. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> we got to keep going. What is the biggest difference, you think, for Corn Ferry guys and the PGA Tour players? They're all great players. What's the difference that gets one over the hump and the other one doesn't? Yeah, Danny, sometimes it's confidence. Sometimes it's a lucky break. It's a bounce here and there. JT Poston is one of the best stories ever. He Here's a guy that's, that Monday's in to play in a corn ferry event and it needs to um, make the cut to, to go to the next week where some of the older rules that we had in store. There's a rain delay and he's got this shot. He needs to get it up and down on 18 to make the cut. He goes up, so he knows exactly what it is. The rain delay, rain delay stops play. He's got like a 48-yard shot, so he just goes and practices these 48-yard shots. He gets out on, on the 18th hole once they resume play, holds it, and goes on to make the cut, win an event later in the week, and then later in the year, and then get his PGA Tour cards through that. 
And had he not even got it up and down, he wouldn't have made the cut and may not have never even heard of this guy. So it's that thin a line. It really is. What is the, the difference then that you see with guys that are consistent on the Corn Ferry and then the consistency that you see on the PGA Tour? Is it putter, driving, uh, short game? What, what part of the game is different with these guys? I think it's probably more mental than anything yeah, else, Danny. That's, that's I the think, other part. You know what I mean? I think I think most of like if you look at a guy like Wyndham Clark that just won our national championship, there's no question that guy had all the shots, and he expressed some through some of his stories some really um, desperate times where it's like, why can't I do this? I feel the same way a little bit, Danny. I know I could have played better than I did. And I just never quite got over that hump. I played a lot of good golf. I stayed out there a long time, but never did some of the things that you and I both know I could do. And a lot of it has to do with the mental side. Sometimes after a while, you 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 almost get complacent or whatever the word is to wonder if it's ever going to happen for you. And then it doesn't. Yeah, You know, and you're like, I guess this is just kind of what I'm destined to do, and I don't buy any of that crap, but... It happens. It does happen, and I kind of lived it. Ryan French is coming up. This is Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. We'll have our tips segment coming up. Innovations in the game of golf, and the PGA Tour makes a stop at the uh, Travelers Championship, the TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. So we'll have our picks of the week coming up, and this is presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, shared the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Beyond the Fairways is presented by Darty Business Solutions. A reminder, go back and listen to some of the great podcasts we've had. David Faraday, Curtis Strange, Andy North. Uh, the list goes on and on. And now we get to add to the list somebody that, Jay, we both follow on Twitter. We think he's highly entertaining, highly connected, and loves the game of golf like we do. And that's Ryan French. Ryan, good morning, man. And thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Uh, hard to follow up those names so 
for the people listening, I hope you don't click off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way. So, right, tell us a little bit about your background. We got to talk about your your Twitter following. You got a nice following on Twitter, but your information, dude, you, you never sleep. You must constantly be be beating the weeds to, to find stories. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on, first of all. And, uh, yeah, every Sunday night when my screen time report is sent to me, it's, it's always a little depressing. Uh, how much time I, I spend on my phone. But yeah, I did. I uh, loved golf. I grew up on a golf course, played college golf, then tried to play at a four-year school. That was kind of my wake-up call that there was a lot better golfers in the world than I was. And then six years ago, our son had, I was in the restaurant business prior to this. Six years ago, our son had brain surgery and uh, I left my job to temporarily what I thought was temporarily and, uh, and take care of him. Started a Twitter account about Monday qualifiers and somehow here I am on radio show with you guys and podcast. It's it's been the craziest of rides and I'm I'm very, very appreciative of, of every day and the opportunities I get. It's crazy, Ryan, isn't it? How life kind of works and how certain things are meant to be and how certain things unfold. But hopefully your son is doing well and it's to our benefit that you're doing your, your golf stuff now. Yeah, he's doing great and uh yeah, it's been I'm, uh, I'm very, very lucky. As I said, I, I get to I get to write, tweet, and do shows about something that I love, and there's just a huge value in that. Ryan, the other day you had a picture of a scorecard. I don't know where in the hell you were. I think I saw a 26. I think was it a 26 or a 28? Whatever. Someone in some qualifier somewhere shot 26 or 27, wasn't it? It was in the Knoxville Open and uh, qualifier. Yeah, I mean that—that's the—that's kind of what the core of what I cover. And, and Jay, you obviously know this. The players that are not on the PGA Tour. I mean, that was in a Corn Ferry Monday. So these are players that don't even have Corn Ferry status. With the ability to shoot 27 in the nine-hole stretch, where 64 at these qualifiers is often not good enough. You know that—that's kind of the core of the account is. People just have very little understanding of how good the players that are not on the LPGA or PGA Tour are. There are so many good players. I, I think most people would say, in your position, I want to interview Phil Mickelson. I want to interview Jay Delsing. I want to interview John Rahm. What intrigued you from the onset about going to a Monday qualifier and saying, I want to learn about these people, and I want to make sure the general public knows about them as well. The biggest thing is, I think 99% of golf fans just didn't know this world existed. The coverage of golf, understandably, is the Phil Mickelson's of the world, the Tiger Woods's, the Rory McIlroy's. We get trained to see million-dollar checks and $400,000 12th-place finishes, and we we think that that is what pro golf is like. And the reality is, as you guys know, that 95% of pro golfers are anything but that. They fly commercial. And if you're on the mini tours, you're not flying. You're driving and you're staying four guys to a room and you're looking for host housing. And so the interest was to bring these stories to light. And I always say is I, we've all been to a minor league baseball game, or most of us have, we have an introduction to that life, minor league sports on in other sports, but we don't in golf. Almost no one has been to a mini tour event. Very few people have been to a corn ferry event. So this has been an introduction to what look, life looks like prior to the PGA Tour. I love that because if you were watching Full Swing on Netflix, you're like, oh, 
this is how it's really done. Private jets and my PGA tour didn't know, look like that, man. You, you got right. teams of, of people behind the scenes, the sports psychologist, your fitness person, you got a chef, but I want to ask you, give me some unique, and it doesn't have to, you don't have to give names, but what are some of the unique stories that you've seen with guys that are, are traveling and how they're trying to make these cuts, trying to grind through to get that one time to go on the PGA tour, or earn that card. What are some of those stories? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just covered a story uh, of a guy named Mike Sweeney who Monday qualified into Corn Ferry event and won a couple of minor league tour events, a, a small mini tour down in Florida. And he literally lived in his car in a Walmart parking lot for months on end. Wow. Um, didn't have any money, wanted to save money on rent. So in order to have entry fees for these minor league events, he decided to stay in his car. That is the reality. That I mean, that's an extreme. But... A lot of guys have hotel discounts or live in, out of the uh, back of their car. Andrew McLean lived in the back of his truck, built a nice uh, bed, and, and would pull into parking lots at hotels and use the Wi-Fi and use the bathroom and bought a membership to a national gym so he could could shower every week. You know, those are some of the realities of, of what's what it's like. As you as you guys know, it is very expensive to play professional golf. What I've loved about what I cover is the things you talked about, Phil Mickelson and the team around him and all these guys. There is no team. It's just one player. And you, I talk to them and they're so honest. They don't have agents to filter what they have to say or sponsors who are going to cancel them if they don't say the correct thing. It's just pure honesty about what their life looks like. Hey, guys, if you can hold on for just a moment, want to remind our listeners later in the show, we're going to have our picks of the week, and that takes me to FanDuel. Hey, baseball season, it's in full swing, and there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash BTF to join today. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. And also, want to tell our listeners, we have made them a lot of money later in the show using FanDuel with our picks of the week. Just go to FanDuel.com slash BTF to sign up. FanDuel.com slash BTF for Beyond the Fairways to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Must be 21 and older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. One of the things that I love, shining the light on these qualifiers and also the sheer number of really, really good players that never sniff making the PGA Tour, or even the Corn Ferry. I tell my friends, Ryan, when the Corn Ferry comes to town, there are Hall of Fame guys out there. Go watch them. You just don't recognize their name, but go to the event, and you will see future Hall of Famers out there. I can remember, Ryan, one time where I went to a a buddy of mine needed to try to Monday in for a Corn Ferry, and he wanted me to caddy for him. 
And I said, no problem. So I, I, I show up. It's, I don't know, 7 in the morning, some out-of-way place in the middle of Tennessee somewhere. And there's so many qualifiers that they had to break up the qualifier to two courses. So there's yep. 400 and some odd players playing. There's seven spots on each golf course. All right. We tee off. We had a nice front nine. I think we shot two under par and had a bunch of chances. And he took the driver, went over to the 10th tee. I ducked my head in and started looking at some of the scores. And But it wasn't probably 10.30 or 11 in the morning. And there were already 365s on the board. I tell a, a story I was getting for a good friend of mine, Neil, Neil Johnson, very good player, won you know, multiple state opens, had Corn Ferry status a couple times. We played the Monday qualifier in Las Vegas for a Corn Ferry event, and we were, I think, the fifth group off of the in the morning wave. And, and like you said, Jay's two sites, and at this time, Monday qualifiers keep getting less and less spots. Now it's four spots. Neil shot a bogey-free 66, and we were the fifth group out. We knew it wasn't good enough, but we are like, you know, maybe the wind picks up. You know, as a pro golfer, you start to, like, hope against hope that there is some out there. So there was 20 scores in, and we were sixth place already. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, a 66 and five groups in, you're already out. I just talked to a guy yesterday who missed by one at U.S. Open qualifying who – Shot 64 the week prior at a Corn Ferry Monday, and that earned him a spot in a six for two playoff, which he lost. So, wow, that's shoot amazing. Eight under and go home. It's a great insight into what these pros go to. And, and like you said, Jay, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Most of those guys have spent $1,500 to get there, and it's a $500 entry fee. You got a flight to get there, car, hotel, practice round. $1,500 for 18 holes, knowing you have to shoot 63 is, is a tough way to make a living. Ryan, I bet these guys are so appreciative of what you do to cover uh, life behind the scenes, what it's like to make these cuts, what it means to them. What's the reaction that you get when you approach one of these players? They know who you are. They follow you on Twitter. Um, I would imagine they, they just really appreciate what you do. Yeah, and I and I hope uh, they they have been they've been wonderful. I, I'm not anything without the players giving me, you know, kind of their honest their honest take on what their life looks like, and and I'm as appreciative to them for opening up their lives. Uh, at the end of the day, they play pro golf. That's cool, uh, but it's not as easy as people think. And they these players have been willing to share things with me that not not everybody knew, and so. It's it's a it's a great relationship with a large group of players. They they've been wonderful to me, and I and I hope that I'm giving a little bit of that back to to them. Ryan, what's interesting is um, a buddy of mine would come out and caddy for me. Tried to play professional. He did play professional golf. Tried to make the tour. Never did it. And he talks. We'll be out somewhere, and someone goes, "Oh, you're a professional golfer. You play for a living." And they're like, that is so cool. And my buddy looks at him and says, he has the job everybody thinks they (laughs) want until they actually get that job. And then, you know, there's so much that goes into this that is super sexy looking and all of the glamour that's not. The travel, the this, the that. But the bottom line is when you're out there and you've got a hole to make a par or a birdie to, to make the cutter, it's one of the hardest things in all of sport. The fact that you're able to, to shed some light on it and, and give these guys a little bit of voice and also give people some perspective because how do you relate 
this to anything. You know, I think that's what has made it my account, you know, popular is I think what people can relate to is people sacrificing to chase their dreams, right? Whether that's someone who thought he should have done something else, but worked a job, you know, I think they can relate to the fact that players are sacrificing to chase their dreams. And it's very, they admire that side of it, even if they can't admire or, or relate to the great golf that's being played, they can admire, admire someone for, you know, setting all these guys could go be a teaching pro or a lot of them have college degrees and could work in whatever their degree is, is in, but they have sacrificed to chase their dream. And so I think people relate to that, but, but back to your point about, yeah, making a cut, I use Cliff Kresge's and I'm sure you played with Cliff uh, Jay, but he, he always said like he was in contention at Bay Hill one year with Tiger and he said, yes, there was pressure, but real pressure is coming down the stretch on Friday without your best stuff and needing to make par on the last hole to make a cut to keep your job like that. That is pressure. You know, being in contention, and if I make a bogey here, I finish third and make $400,000. That is a different kind of pressure, but real pressure is on the cut line on Friday. Are there some names that you covered in the past that now are names that maybe the the average golf fan would recognize? And secondarily, do those guys come up to you and say, thank you? Thanks for shedding some light on what uh, what this thing is like. The biggest name that you know casual golf fans didn't know is Corey Connors. I mean, Corey Monday qualified into the Valero Texas Open in 2019, won the tournament. Now he had conditional tour status, but he wasn't getting a lot of starts and uh, changed his life. And now you know he's a, a household name, top 30 player in the world. Uh, but there's so many players that like changed their changed their career. Monday, Russell Knox on the Corn Ferry Tour, didn't have any status. Monday qualified, finished second, has won WGCs, won European events. Doc Redmond changed his career with a Monday. More recently, Ryan Gerard Monday qualified and finished fourth at the Honda. I mean, all of these guys are wonderful to me. Yeah, Ryan and I have a good relationship. I think guys in general are appreciative covering this side of golf because, as you said, when you say you're a professional golfer, everyone thinks it's great. There is sides of it that just aren't as good as people think. <laughs> I, I love, I love like if you follow music like we do, and they, you know, a, a band will come along and they'll have a hit song, and they're going like, "These guys are an overnight success," and I laugh because they've been sleeping in their car for you know five <laughs> years or ten years, just like golfers do. Exactly, and I think you know, I, I've started to cover this side of it too. It's a, super interesting to talk to the spouses or the parents of these players, right? And they're and they say the same thing, like, oh, your kid's a professional golfer, or your husband is a professional golfer. That's amazing. And like they're like, It's not amazing. I live in a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I'm alone thirty weeks a year. You know? It's like this isn't great, you know? Not now there's obviously benefits once you get to the PJ tour and those kind of things, but Yes, this overnight sensation stuff, uh, I always say this, that it's changed a little bit, but it takes 5.6 years for someone to get to the PGA Tour on average. So I have a stat that I say, when you see guy, guys cashing big checks, remember this, you know, and remember Joel Damon was on many tours for seven or eight years. Just remember where these guys came from. Yes, they live a great life now in the private jets and all those things are full swing, but it isn't like that for a large portion of pro golfers. Generally speaking, can these guys have families, or are there guys that, that do have families? I'm sure, but 
and and what is it like for them trying to to make these cuts week after week? A good friend of mine, Mark Baldwin, has played professional golf for 16 years all over the world, Korean Tour, Japan Tour, Australian Tour, Corn Ferry. Yeah, it, it's the reality is it's hard and. You have these conversations every year. They have a young child now. You have conversations of whether it's worth it to keep going. It is really hard to have a family. It is really hard to have any sort of relationship. I mean, you're you're on the road for 30 or more weeks a year. In order for that to work, it, it just takes a lot of people. I just got off the phone before I was talking to you guys. Tom Whitney uh, has w- one of my favorite stories. He plays on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's an Air Force veteran. Veteran. His wife is, an Air, is currently still in the Air Force. They have four children. They talk all the time about number of people it takes to make it work. Their in-law, both sets of parents, brother-in-law, sister-in-laws, people to pick up the kids. Like the logistic, the the logistics of making it work. Uh, you see the guy out on the PGA Tour. You don't see behind the scenes the tens of people that got him there in order to pick up the kids and all of the things that go on behind the scenes. It's just there's more stories to tell than what you see on TV. Guys, hold on for a second. Want to tell our listeners about Manscaped, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Now, this has got everything you need to prepare for that summer bod. They have built the ultimate grooming bundle for your summer grooming. This is awesome. Jay uses it. I use it. Many of our listeners have used it. Family members have used it. It's all at Manscaped. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Did I mention this trimmer? It's waterproof, too. Beach, lake, shower, and that's what I needed for the shower. Manscaped is for you. Now that you have the perfect haircut, use Manscaped's liquid formulations to keep that freshness even at the hottest summer barbecues. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months. Take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. It's all at Manscaped. Again, many of our listeners have taken advantage of this. Why? You get 20% off and free shipping with the code BTF for Beyond the Fairways at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BTF at manscaped.com. It's smooth for the summer. Get on board or get left behind. It's Manscaped. Right. Just to give uh, folks an idea of some of the different things that you, you do on your Twitter account, at the U.S. Open last week, you gave away some practice round tickets, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We um, A lot of players, it, it became a thing at tour events, and now it's at a major. It's very cool, especially with the price of, tickets these days so if players you know especially for practice round or regular tour events they get a set amount of tickets and sometimes they don't use them they'll just send them to me and what we do is we try to find a kid and a parent who wouldn't normally be able to go to an event like this the the ones that we gave away at the u.s open went to kids and parents that couldn't afford the 700 dollars ticket so it's very rewarding. It's super cool of the of the players. You know, I put out a tweet that week that said it might seem like a small thing. The DMs I get and the conversations I have with these parents being able to take their kids to a sporting event they would never be able to. It's just bigger than what the players think it is. That's fantastic. My final question for you, what are the tours 
say to you? These mini tours, the Corn Ferry, and uh, I would assume that they are just uh, thrilled that they're getting the exposure that they're getting because of what you do. I do try to keep it as honest as possible. So sometimes, especially on the Corn Ferry tour or or some of the bigger mini tours, if the course is not in good shape or something happened, I, I think that's an important side of this story too. The PGA Tour once told me, we love 90% of what you do. <laughs> I could imagine that they, that would definitely come about. I definitely see I that I love happen. that, though, Ryan, because that is the, the real fun is in that 10% that they don't love so yeah, much. You because, bet. you know, get better. Yeah, 100%. You know? Choose a better course or whatever. Hey, Ryan, what's the best way for, for fans to follow you? What's the best way to get a hold of you if they'd like to maybe get exposure for what they're doing. My Twitter account is just search Monday Q info. Website is mondayq.com. Email to get a hold of me is on there or just send me a direct message on Twitter. My DMs are open as always. And uh, yeah, happy to have them shoot me a message and happy to help in any way I can. So guys, I, I very much appreciate you having me on. Oh, we got to do it again, Ryan. And just keep your info coming, man. We're two golf nerds over here. We love it. We can't get enough. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. It's very cool to talk to you, and thanks for having me on. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. It is better than most. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Fascinating interview there with Ryan French. And again, you can follow him on Twitter. He keeps his DMs open. Contact him. The Golf Junkie was on our show, and that was fun. Now, he said 99% of golf fans didn't know this world existed, meaning the mini tours, the corn ferry, and that world meaning what goes into just trying to get to these places to play and qualify. It was amazing to hear about guys you know, having a gym membership for a full year so they have a place to shower or sleeping in their cars, the family life, all those things that go into this. Oh, it, it was really fascinating. I loved the fact that he gave away those tickets at the, uh, at at the, the Open. U.S. Open, yeah. and that reminded me so much of how many 
countless families you got into the ballpark over the 25 plus years you've been doing this and remind me of that and and how cool that must have been for somebody that's thinking they're not going to get to go and they get to go i mean it it, 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 it that shows you what kind of kid he is and and uh, guys if you follow him on twitter there's no telling what might yes. come up i mean he he's got scorecards of guys that are having phenomenal front nines and back nines and crazy no parts I, I mean speaking of that Ricky Fowler at the at the at the US Open made what three pars on Friday exactly and all the birdies and set a record for birdies so I mean that's the sort of stuff that Ryan French would just eat up you know he said it takes on average 5.6 years for someone to get to the PGA Tour you talk about putting in your time and making this a grind to get there that sums it up, 5.6 years to finally make it on the PGA Tour. Danny, you have really got – that shows you how competitive Ooh. it is, and you have really, really got to want it. And, um, you know, it also shows you when you look at a kid like Tom Kim, truly a kid, some of these other young guys, how how unusual that is anymore. You yeah. know, um a lot of these guys are just jumping from college and they're amateurs, and then all of a sudden, you know, Sam Bennett comes to mind. You watch Bennett, all of a sudden he's got all kinds of endorsements and things of that nature. Yeah. He is an amateur at the Masters and at the U.S. Open. He was top 20 for most of it, and all of a sudden you look up and he's a professional. I know. So that that jump there, and he the way that Ryan described it was not the fact that guys jump from college to the PGA Tour. is more about mini tours, Corn Ferry Tour, 5.6 years, and now all of a sudden maybe you earned your card and you're part of the PGA Tour. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it's – there is so much that goes beyond, goes into this, Danny, and so much work and so many – you know, they – they I, I, this this is the part that seems to have changed so much for us, for, for me when I played in my generation. These guys all have teams now. They're, whether it's their family, their girlfriends, their wives, their brothers, their caddies, but there's there's agents involved straight away. There's, you know, one of the things that, that struck me, and I think you and I were texting, or were we watching it together, Sam Bennett is loaded up with yes. logos already, and and you know and that's this, what I mean. I'm watching him with all the endorsements on his on his chest, on I his know, hat, sleeves, I know. everything else, and then and then you know the NIL stuff. Yeah, you know the name, image, likeness that's happening in the NCAA. That's a game changer too, because now you can start making money when you're in college, and that you know we couldn't take more than three hundred and fifty dollars in merchandise per event when we were were kids, and now that that that's a Oh, throw That's that it. out the window. Oh, man. And so, you know, you look at a kid like Sam Bennett, and I'm sure this isn't going to happen, but he doesn't really have tour status. He played well at the Masters. He played well for a minute at the U.S. Open. And now he's going to get sponsor exemptions and things like that, Danny. But he didn't have a tour card, per se. Exactly. But he's not one of those guys that Ryan French is talking about because he's going to be staying at the Ritz-Carlton if he wants to because all the money he's got already. And I think the, the point that was made during the interview with Ryan French and, and our thanks to him and make sure you contact him and tell him you appreciated it, but uh, his appreciation of who he covers and then vice versa. The fact that these guys really appreciate that they get some exposure some exposure for themselves and their sponsors, their families, that this guy's out putting in the work and saying, hey, there are some really good players out there you probably haven't heard of. Danny, and to that point, 
I tell all my friends, they're like, ah, oh, Corn Ferry event's coming to town. I say, get out there and see it. There are future Hall of Famers out there. The tour is so small. There's not enough room. There are great players out there. Just every year, the Corn Ferry guys come out, and, and they historically have done better than anybody that went through the qualifying school tournament. So watch them. They really play well. All right, let's go to our tip segment. That's coming up. We're going to talk about course management, innovations in golf, how the mini tours have changed golf over the years. We're going to get into that, the innovations there, and then we'll have our picks of the week as well. Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tip segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster, Dan McLaughlin. Tip segment on Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. Very simply put, Jay, I know you want to talk about course management. Yeah, Danny, this is a part where I, I see this affect more amateur golfers. When we're out, sometimes we're out playing. I think last week I'm like, watch this guy. You know, and you could just tell that there's there's certain holes even on your home golf course that either don't sit up well for you or intimidate you. You just can't quite get comfortable. Maybe the tee doesn't sit up. You said something really astute the other day. You're like, what is it about this tee yep. and I, that, that I'm uncomfortable? And I said, Danny, look where it aims you. And a, and a lot of times it'll be the way the boxes are set up. A lot of times the way it's mown, but it'll aim you in a different direction. And I said, it's amazing that you're feeling that because stand back here. And we stood back and it's, and it points you straight out to the right. That's right. And, and so, and that's where I hit it too. Yeah. you got to pay attention <laughs> to some of that stuff. So one of the things I want to tell folks is that, look at, if you're standing up on this hole and it seems to be a bugaboo for you and you can't get comfortable back off. Get something you can commit to. Get that thing in play. We've got to make sure that one swing doesn't cost you more than one stroke. Man, when you fire that ball in the penalty area or fire it out of bounds, it sucks and it runs your score up. I love the Tiger 5. I hear Absolutely. you talk about the Tiger 5 all the time. And we're talking about Tiger Woods, but he had five basic rules that you have to follow, and this does pertain to course management too. Absolutely, Denny. And the Tiger 5, we're talking to Luke, your son, about this now, and Avery, your daughter, two really good, strong players. Number one rule, no bogeys on par fives. He doesn't say you got to eagle them. No bogeys on par fives. Number two, no double bogeys. I mean, folks, seriously, this is the stuff that Tiger hung his hat on. So no bogeys on par fives, no double bogeys, no three putts. We've been singing this song, Danny, for, and listen, since you've been, we've been working on your putting, your putting has, you've gone from, say, probably a C minus D putter to somewhere in the B range, and you're holding putts now. You're generous. What a difference. I like that. What a difference, though, right? Oh, you're saving you can, strokes. When you can hold a 10-footer. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so no three putts is number three. Number four is no bogeys with nine iron. So no bogeys from 150 yards in. So we're not talking about, oh, I got to stuff my short irons. Nope. We're talking about no bogeys. And last one is... No easy blown saves, meaning I'm four feet off the green. I got a good lie of pins right in front of me. No easy blown saves. So, Danny, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're talking about really a lot of defense. 
yes. that's involved in this stuff. It's like and so it's common sense and it's being smart on the course. It is. It's like and so just use your head a little bit and you don't have look if the flagstick is in this dangerous position, don't go for it. Yeah. Just stick, you know, put your ball in the middle of the green and maybe you'll make a 20 foot putt. You don't have to just jam that ball next to the flag every time. Innovations in golf, how the uh, mini tours, Corn Ferry, how it's changed the world of golf. And it's changed uh, an incredibly uh, huge amount of the fortunes of so many players. Ryan French talked about that in our podcast here. We're going to get into that and dive deep into that. And Jay's had to be at that qualifier with knees shaking and trying to drop a putt to get that PGA Tour card. It's pretty amazing. We'll do that in just a moment. The world of golf is ever-evolving. It's time for Equipment and Innovations in Golf. On Beyond the Fairways. Innovations in Golf. We had Ryan French talk about covering Monday qualifiers, mini tours, the Corn Ferry, guys that Jay said could be Hall of Famers at some point that are playing what would be the equivalent of a minor leagues, let's say. So how has it changed the game of golf from when you were playing to what we see now? Danny, well, first of all, what Ryan is doing is kind of an innovation in golf, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's taking all this information and all this really cool content, and he's getting it known, and it's helping grow the game, and it's all part of what you and I, why you and I are doing this podcast, is to grow the game and talk about the game. And and the what's happened with the mini tours is that, you know, the game of golf has, the Tiger Woods effect had many, many, ripples uh, on down the line. But the biggest is the two biggest are the power game and the PGA tour is what we see now, all a direct um, relation from tiger joining the tour and the money. Yeah. And it's all because of tiger. So the money then trickles down into to an extent, the mini tours and also corn ferry. Yeah. Danny, the corn ferry, these these guys are playing for a million bucks a week. And back in the day, the corn ferry played for $200,000. You you couldn't even support a family doing that. So it's, it's, it's not as easy and it's not as sexy and it's not as nice as the PGA tour, but play good golf and you're going to get paid on the corn ferry. And what it's done though, Danny is raise the water level and the quality of play like mad on that corn ferry tour so tell the story one point you're trying to get your pga tour card you're you're on one of these uh, little stops and you're thinking okay if i drain this putt which was what about a 10 footer eight 10 footer something like that you said your knees were shaking because it was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars because if you go to the pga tour that means sponsors are saying oh i want to align with jay delsing again Here's your check, and away you go. And not only that, Danny, you get to play for all that money each yeah. week. You know, so you're basically playing in this one tournament that's got it's worth who knows what. And well, that's and, pressure, man. And if you get your first win, or you knock off your first major, or you win, you know, you qualify. There's there's so much that that can go with it. I I'll remember. I'll never forget. I had Corey Pavin caddying for me, which was really really relaxing and cool because he told Ryder Cup stories throughout the entire week. And, and you guys were teammates at UCLA. Yeah, and he came out to caddy for me. But I got to tell you, he, he didn't read the greens well at all, <laughs> you which told is him crazy. To stop it's the crazy. I, I told him, I fired him on reading the greens after like the 14th hole one day. I said, bro, just keep carrying the bag and keep telling me Ryder <laughs> Cup stories. I'm going to read the greens. But we got up to the 18th hole, and I knew I was right there, right, right on the the, the line. It was a par five and I hit it whole high right of the green. And I hit a, a nice little pitch over a bunker down a hill and I had about a about a 10 or 12 footer 
that I, oh man, I, I knew I needed to make and I hit it a little hard and it went through the break and went about four feet by the hole. Ooh. And now I, I mean, this had to go in, right? This had to go in. And he looked at me and I said, get away from me. Leave me alone. I know what this is going to do. I, and all I did, I, I really just tried to go brain dead. I committed to what I wanted to do. I did my pre-shot routine and fired, and the ball went in. Praise Jesus, somehow that thing went in. <laughs> and knees were shaking, right? Oh, yeah, knees were shaking. And, and just, you, you know, Danny, I, you almost go, you, it's almost almost like a blackout. You're, you're concentrating. You want it so badly, but you can't you just desperately don't want to get in the way you can't get any conscious thought that says oh let's stroke it this way or that way and and thank god it, it just it just rolled right in i can remember one time i went through the qualifying school tournament a lot of times and i had a really good record i only didn't get my card one time in all the years that i went through that on the regular pga tour and they're just you just get the craziest thoughts running through your head. Like I can remember uh, out in Palm Springs, we were playing the Weisskopf course, and I had hit a. I, I think I was in by a couple, but all of a sudden I was like, "Oh my gosh, what happens if I tap the ball with my putter before I putt?" You know, because you've set yeah. the putter, and you know, all of a sudden I'm like, "What?" You know, so all the Danny, I'm lining my putter up like three inches behind the ball, and I hit this putt. I had about an eight footer for birdie, and it wasn't very hard. And I hit it. I'm like, I don't even care if I make this. Just, <laughs> I just don't want to screw anything up at this point. But let me tell you this funny story. So a guy, a buddy of mine named Mike Sullivan, was on the 18th green at a place called Greenleaf down in Florida, where they would have a a, 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 a Q school all the time, and he was nervous. He was really nervous. He knew he was in, but he didn't know by how much. He gets to the 18th green, he knocks us, he's got about a 20-foot putt, it's his turn to putt, and he can't find his ball mark. He's looking around, looking around, reaches in his pocket, he picked up his golf ball without without marking it. it. Oh, man. And so now what, all this, what's the penalty on that? Yeah, so now he's like, oh, my gosh, what the heck happens here? So calls in a rule official. Here's the deal. They all agree where it was. One stroke penalty, drops the ball, puts it down there, misses the putt, taps it, and still makes it. But he said, I I don't just know what. Thinking. But there's just stuff that goes through your mind, yeah. Danny. It's just too much. And back in the day, the qualifying school finals were six rounds. You don't do any tournament that's six no, rounds. No, no, that's so when incredibly you long your, and tough mentally. Dude, when you finish your fourth round, you have two more rounds to go. Man, I'll tell you what, I've been in a lot of bad places in my life. The <laughs> restrooms be, before the sixth round of that place is no place you want to go, my friend. I bet. No. Uh-uh. So it's um, there's war stories about um, – I think Joe Daly hit a putt one year that hit the rim of the back of the cup and hit straight in the middle of the hole and popped out. We saw that at the open. Right. The same thing just happened. You can pull this up on YouTube. Look at Joe Daly missing a putt, uh, hitting the liner of the cup, and it pops straight out, and I think he wound up missing his card by a stroke that year. Why would that happen? Is it is it from the the guys that set the cup, or is it from a previous group coming through? What, right, what happened? Right. So what happened at the open was when they took the flag stick out, they actually lifted the internal part of the cup a little bit. Okay. So when the USGA sets a cup, it's down enough that well, that doesn't happen. Well, back in the day, they didn't know this stuff could actually really happen, and so they didn't have a cup set correctly. So it was on the PGA Tour, but they didn't. 
you know that's it, that's ridiculous oh it was so sad it, it really was sad it may it makes your it rips your heart out is what it does so the pga tour goes from the u.s open to the travelers championship tpc river highlands in cronwell cromwell connecticut so we're going to talk about that in our picks of the week that's coming up this is beyond the fairways presented by darty business solutions Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, shared the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. PGA Tour stop the Travelers Championship, TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. And this is an elevated event, so a lot of big names, Jay Bird, are going to be playing this weekend. Danny, this is a great event. It's been on the PGA Tour schedule for a long time. Travelers has been a great supporter of the PGA Tour. In this Cromwell, Connecticut area, it's a suburb of Hartford, they come out and support. And Danny, nothing cooler than that 18th hole. It's kind of an amphitheater type setting with the crowd up all along and around the back of the green and along the fairway. It's an awesome, awesome event. We've been saying it. We are, are making some people some bucks here on our picks of Man, the week. Man, I'll say we are. We have been hot on the dark horses and then on our picks of the week to win that week, our favorites. I'll start. I'll go Xander Shoffley. Three top 20 finishes in three starts at Cromwell. He had the 62 on Thursday at the U.S. Open, so Xander Shoffley is my pick to win it. Love it. Defending champ. Great guy, great U.S. player. I love it. I'm going with the big dog. I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. No Anytime surprise. You pick him, man. He's, he's got a he, shot. The guy just has a shot. If he puts well, he's going to win this week. I feel feel confidently about that, and I love uh, watching him play. He just he he he's got great escapability. He's a big, tall kid. Uh, doesn't get he's pretty unflappable out there, Danny. I, I like him a lot. I'm going to go finishing 19th at the U.S. Open dark horse, if you want to call him that, and that's Victor Hovland. So I'll go. Hovland is my dark horse coming into this weekend's action. Love it. Love love Victor Hovland. One that one at the um, when Denny McCarthy kind of faltered at the memorial event yep. and uh, and uh, Victor got what four PGA Tour wins, knocks on the door a lot. He's going to be a major championship winner in his career sometime. I, I love it. My pick is going going to be Austin Eckroat. He just had. A final round 67 at L.A. Country Club. He finished second at the Byron Nelson this year. He's also, Wyndham Clark went to Oklahoma State, and we have um, uh, Austin as an Oklahoma State alum as well, and so uh, he's going to be my dark horse, dark horse pick this week. I love it. 
Go back and listen again to Ryan French. If you're just, you know, sometimes people shuttle through our shows. They go to the tip segment or innovations in golf because they themselves are golfers and they're looking for little tips here and there provided by Jay. Go back and listen to Ryan French. I, I really enjoyed it was bare bones, man, getting deep into the woods of golf, and, and you and I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're well, we're nerds just like he is, and we love this stuff, but he he's he's got this genuineness about him, Danny, that you know he loves what he's doing, and he's he's at some of these obscure areas, and he's dropping information on us. He's a great follow on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I, th- I just loved having him. Always great to be with you, Jay Bird. Great guest that we've had every single week, and we'll do it again next week. Can't wait, Danny. Thanks for being with me.